Hello, welcome to the Waffle Legion podcast. I'm gonna be up front, guys. You know that's that's. I think that's one of the biggest reasons I, I'm gonna be doing this podcast. Or we, as a community, uh, are going to be doing this podcast. Is it gives everyone a chance to sort of be transparent. Um. Anybody who knows anything about our our uh, community, we are a. What would you say, Rel? We're a streamer community, but I, I don't think that's what our 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 main focus is necessarily. I, I'm not sure we have a main focus. Yeah, we're we're mostly just a, a group of people who are mostly game enthusiasts. You know that that that's that's where most of our similarities are, and then there's you know quite a few streamers among us. But um, yeah, mostly just a group of people who are trying to find similar people, I guess. Like-minded individuals. Oh, you got to go put it all eloquently. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's kind of what it is, too. Um, I mean, Rel, how long have you been here now, exactly? Uh, I've been like four months? Three something? months? Maybe three months? four months? Yeah. Three or four, something like that. So this this community has been around for a little while. Um, if you want me to get technical with it, this community's been around for probably upwards of five years, but it was not the Waffle Legion at one point. This Discord oh, server, it, yeah, yeah, it had ahead. a better name. No, it actually didn't have a name at all. <laughs> okay, that might have been better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Um, but yeah, this. This server was created like uh, I want to say it was like five years ago, something like that. And uh, I see, it was just a Discord server for, and pretty much, I feel like that's how all Discord servers start out too. It was pretty much a Discord server for just me and my buddies to hang out and chat. Yeah, you a know? lot of them start out that way. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you don't know who it is that's talking in voice channel. Yeah, that happens a lot actually. <laughs> that's why you create you know voice channels that are invisible yeah yeah i noticed the name of this one and i was instantly worried <laughs> yeah this uh this Just, channel's actually been around uh not long after its inception <laughs> to be honest yeah just for anybody else that ever becomes a um you know, uh, or on the on the the podcast with you, there they're going to be locked in the closet with you, and that's yeah. just a heads possibly up. Possibly disturbing. Yeah, just a heads up. There is a closet of some <laughs> sort you will be entering when you do these podcasts. Just keep that in mind. So, I guess there was a couple of things I did want to talk about. There's a couple of things you might want to talk about as well. I don't know what direction we're really going with this podcast. We're going to let it just kind of, you know, figure itself out organically. So I, I don't I don't know what that means. Um, other than we're just kind of shooting the shit and and whatever topic seems ripe enough to talk about. We're going to talk about it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, one of the first things I, I did want to bring up is, is uh, like I said, we, we have a lot of. Uh, streamers in here slash content creators uh i i would at some point 
like to see more content creation from the community. I, I don't know if that's a thing that's going to happen, or maybe maybe collabs and actual content created. Now, when I say that, I, I almost feel like I'm offending streamers or something, and that's not what I'm trying to get across. Well, it's a different um, type of content. So. It is. It is. And I guess that's 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 kind of what I wanted to bring up is you know the uh, words. Um, words are hard. Words can be very hard sometimes. Good streaming tips. Not saying we're like super successful streamers or anything like that. Um, but you know, I've done this for a number of years and compared to some, I have become somewhat successful. Not saying I'm, you know, Ninja or Nick Merckx or anybody like that out there, but I, I have noticed, you know, over several, a span of streaming for several years that there are some things you can do and things you shouldn't do. Um, as far as trying to progress down that streaming path. I wondered if you had any uh, ideas on that, though. What, what do you What do you think are some good i uh, some some good tips for a for a new streamer to try to get them to go down that path to to progress? What are good progression tips? Maybe that's a better way to put it. To, to be a good streamer is probably the 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 foremost thing is to find a way to make yourself discoverable. Um. And a lot of that will be like um, streaming to multiple platforms. Um, maybe going in. And if you, if you only want to stream to one platform, keep a local copy of your stream so that you can edit it and put it onto like YouTube or some other thing as well. Um, you don't want to limit yourself and get stuck in one spot. Yeah, I can agree with that completely. Um. And I guess we should probably throw out the fact that there there is a, a terms of service issue that can be broken. Whether or not you're actually going to get knocked for that is up for debate. If you're, you know, on the less discovered side of Twitch, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but if you do stream to multiple platforms... It does break TOS, at least as far as Twitch is concerned. I believe it's uh, as far as YouTube is concerned as well. I may be wrong. YouTube's, I mean, they're, both these platforms are changing so rapidly. It's, it's, it's kind of hard yeah. to keep up. Um, but the, the rule of thumb there is uh, 24 hours. So if you're streaming on Twitch, if you're streaming live on Twitch, you won't be able to post your live stream anywhere for until 24 hours after that stream has started or ended um ended ended otherwise, okay yeah yeah other otherwise technically somebody would be able to just skip to the end and get content that isn't 24 hours old right yeah that's true um and that's if you're affiliate if you're not affiliate you're you're free so yeah yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point and to be fair the only thing you really gain with affiliate you know is the use of bits and the subscriber feature, which chances are you're not going to be getting much anyway. Right. So the discoverability potential is probably way more worth it. 
And you get emotes as well. You get oh, emotes oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Flashy emotes can be nice. Yeah, they are. They are nice. They're they're a nice little touch. They allow you, you know, mm -hmm. some kind of personalization for your channel. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not going to make them yourself right off the bat or going to pay somebody to make them, then you're right back in the same boat of you're not really gaining much. Yeah. So that's that's my take on it. I mean, everybody has their own their own take on things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tips. Actual tips. I mean, I mean, I guess that's still a tip. Of sorts. Um, you know, I, I try to stress this one a lot. A lot, a lot. And I am guilty of doing this from time to time, but I always try to stick to this, and it's a schedule. That is so important. If you don't stick to a schedule, I mean, you got to think, I'll put it in like, simple tv terms to you then again you know everyone listening to this may not be as old as me and I, you I are necessarily say, yeah. <laughs> most people don't don't realize tv has a schedule because they can just you know pull it up on youtube or go to netflix and just right. get it whenever they want yeah streaming's really changed that whole perspective yeah um but still even then that it, it still applies it still applies um yeah. So, you know, ha have a schedule. Have, hey, you know, I'm streaming four days a week, five days a week, however many days a week it is, or three days a week, I'm streaming Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and I'm streaming at, you know, 7 p.m. EST. Or wh whatever whatever schedule you decide to set for yourself. You know, it's it's highly advisable for you to stick to that schedule because people know when they can expect you online. If they don't know when to expect you online. How do they know to come and hang out and chat and, you know, have a good time with you? They don't. And exactly. And also with the schedule, you're you're probably better off like putting in that you're only going to be on like two or three days a week because you can always go off schedule. Just make sure you don't miss those days or if you're going to, to make sure that you post it where people are going to know that. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a good point. Streaming five days a week, that's rough. I've I've done it a couple times, and that's it's it's just rough. <laughs> yeah. Start I've, running a running out of saliva to keep talking, you know? <laughs> yeah, I I did that for a little while actually. Uh when I first started streaming, the I, I was streaming on a PlayStation. Um and the only game I was playing with you know games in between intermittently, the only game I was playing was Warframe, and I guess that kind of brings us to another tip. I think uh, I think is important, and I will explain why. Um, I understand there's a lot of variety streamers out there. I get it. You know you don't want to be stuck to one game, and I get that. Believe me, I do. I don't want to be stuck to one game either. You want the ability to move around. Uh, you're like, ah, you know, everyone, you get bored with games. Sure. Um, but I think as a new streamer 
trying to make you know their way in in the Twitch universe or whatever YouTube universe. I think it's very important to find a game you like and really stick with it and run with it for a while. Learn that game inside and out. Learn all the ins and outs. Hopefully, it's a game that uh, is you know, doesn't necessarily have an ending. It's an endless game of sorts. Hopefully. Uh, doesn't need to be. I don't think so. There's a lot of speedrunners out there as well. Um, but my personal opinion on that is, you know, finding a game that you like to play and you're very knowledgeable about and are consistently playing it while you stream will get you a good viewer base. I think once you get that viewer base from playing one game or just playing a game that, like I said, you really enjoy and you're very knowledgeable about, you can then move to other games because you have that that viewer base at that point in time. And the reason I say that is because if people know that's what you play most of the time, we'll say 80% of the time, they know they can come in there they can ask you questions about the game. Hey, man, how did you uh, make this weapon in game? Or how did you beat this quest? Or you know, people are going to have questions. They would rather get they would rather get their their questions answered uh, from from someone they could chat with rather than Google. At least that's how I feel. Um, but I, I I've also seen it in action too. Now there are some I've seen, I've also seen downfalls from this as well though. I know there was a uh, Twitch streamer. I can't think of his name. The wife used to watch him a lot. He was an Overwatch streamer. Um, and he used to have thousands of people, you know, viewing him at a time. Uh, he eventually decided he was done playing Overwatch completely. And he'd pl- I don't know how long he played it. He would probably played it for a couple of years, maybe, you know, three or four years. Uh, but he decided that he wasn't going to play Overwatch anymore. And he started jumping around to other games. And people were essentially bashing him and getting mad because he wouldn't go back to play Overwatch. So, I mean, there aren't... And I think he's he's averaging at like a hundred or maybe a couple hundred viewers now, you know, compared to thousands of views, viewers at the time. So, I mean, there are ups and downs with that. Um, but... I think it's pretty important as a new streamer to really sink your teeth into a game and try, especially a a more niche game. And I'm going to use this as an example because I know it like Warframe. That's, that's what I started at. That's what I started with. And still, even then I've not completely recovered the amount of viewers that I had when I started off with shit gear. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that, man? Um, I, I can agree with most of that as being a, a really good strategy. But um, like in the end, a lot of the time when people are watching your stream, they're not a lot of the time. They're not watching it for the game itself. They're watching yeah. it for the personality and the conversation and how you bring that to the table. So if you're going to be a variety streamer, I don't really see that as being a problem in and of itself. Um, what, once again, it's it's going to come down to discoverability 
And if you're talking like Twitch alone, there's really little discoverability. So what you're saying about sticking to one game is very true on Twitch. But if you're going to start going off to YouTube or um, I think really those are the two biggest ones, aren't they? I think there's what there's Mixer as well. That's kind of getting big. Mixer's um, Mixer's done, dude. Mixer's oh, been it's done. done. See, that's how that's yeah, how far they, off I am. Yeah, they they <laughs> uh, because uh, there was a, I think it was Ninja went over there for sure. And, you know, he signed a contract with them um, and they they paid him too much. Well, the thing about it is, is they shut down and he, he they had to yeah. honor their, their contract. So he got paid and Ouch. only had to stream on that platform for about a year, I think. If that. Ouch. Yeah. But but any anyway, back to what I was saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Twitch and YouTube are the, the biggest two. Facebook's got something going on, but I, I don't know if I can take that seriously right now. But I mean, that that, too, could help you with discoverability. But um, anyway. With Twitch, you know, if you don't have a lot of viewers, then when people do a search, you're down at the bottom. So if that's the case, then playing the same game over and over again can help you because people who are looking at that game are more likely to scroll lower. You know, if if you go in and you're checking out a game for the first time that you've never really, you know, you don't really know much about yourself, you're probably going to grab somebody, you know, closer to the top because you're going to see more of the game quicker. Um, or at least you're going to feel like you will, whether or not you do is, you know, that's, that's random. But um, if you're going to be a variety streamer, then you got to make sure that it's going to be that the, the stream is going to be more about the, the contact or the content of your conversation and what you as a personality are bringing to the table, as opposed to the game itself, because the game itself will be inconsistent. So, you know, you might want to have like, talking points that you want to talk about stuff like that and if you have discoverability in some other form where you have you know a fair amount of a viewer base um then you can keep chat rolling with that and that can also help bring people in because it's really nice as a viewer to join a stream and the chat isn't totally dead but you're able to talk and you're able to interact with the streamer so that, that see with me i don't like watching um really big streamers because the, the chat just scrolls. You don't get to really see what's going on or anything. So with me, it's like after a couple hundred people, you know, like after 300 people or something, it's it, to me, it's no point in watching a streamer. That's that's how I feel. That's that's why I like YouTube, because you don't really have to worry about that particular part. And yet you can still be discovered and you have the comment section to, to talk with people and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I don't see, yeah, I don't see variety streaming as being an issue at all. It, it all depends on how you set up your channel and how you want to be discovered. Sure. No, I can agree. I can agree with that. Um, the, I, I think the most important thing though, maybe yeah, we'll just say this is another tip. The most important thing about streaming is you've got to enjoy it oh yeah definitely. you have if you don't enjoy it you're wasting your time yeah if you are legitimately happy doing it and it's something you legitimately want to pursue because you enjoy doing it then you're on the right path and that also ties in with what i was saying with the schedule don't don't schedule yourself to fail you're better off saying that you only stream Friday nights and, and, you know, Tuesday nights or something. 
And then if you do want to stream midway in between there somewhere, go ahead. That's fine. But that way there, you got two things that you, you know, say you're going to meet and it'll be a lot easier for you to meet those without burning yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that as well. <laughs> so we, we tried to, uh, look around today for some gaming news and it did not end up very well. It did not end very well at all. Um, I'm going to be honest, you guys, what the hell is going on with the gaming industry right now? It's stagnant. It's very stagnant. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I know you can sit here and say COVID has a lot to do with it, which it does. I don't know about that. Or it's, it, it, or that's just everyone's excuse. Yeah, because I, I think the gaming industry has been stagnant for about a decade now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can agree. I mean, that. yeah, sure, they're producing the same things, but a lot of them are the same things. Yeah. How many new, actual new games have been produced that have been new and different? Not that many. No. You're absolutely I mean, right. We're seeing a ton of just rehashed of the same things. And. God forbid if they ever decide to use what a PC could do to make a PC game. Right. That that has absolutely blown my mind that 20-year-old games have way more stuff going on in them than most of the games being made now. Yeah. Most games made now, you've got about 10 or 15 keys on the keyboard you can press and then your mouse and that is it. Like why can't I hotkey every single thing that I want to do? Right. I, I mean, I technically, you can. Well, you can and you can't. If you use third, games, if you use third party software, you can. Yeah, but the way the games are set up, a lot of times that's not going to work right anyway. You're probably right. I mean, I'm, I'm talking going back to games like like Ultima Online, and even even World of Warcraft still has it where you can um, oh, what's it called? Where you can macro and and make stuff like that all on your own, and it's just. Why did we give up this feature for these, you know, basically just first person shooters is what I what I'm seeing with most of them in that, that hot bar. Oh, my God, the hot bar. I don't know when it started, but please, somebody kill it. I don't ever <laughs> want to see it again. I, I swear, once that hot bar came up. PC games have all taken a hold of it and then yep. they forgot that we have a keyboard with all these magnificent keys on them. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, I remember, you know, being 14, 15, whatever, playing games. And like, I could go into my character's inventory. I could select an item and I could macro to use that item to whatever I want. Yeah. To whatever if I key. had. If, sure. Yeah. If I, if I had a hundred different spells on my mage, I could make key combinations to use every single one of them if I wanted to. Yeah. Yes, I would have to remember them, but I also made them. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And it, like you just don't see that kind of stuff anymore. And if you do, it's in basically like WoW clone type games. And that, that's where it ends. Really? I've, I've, never part, got, yeah. I've never got really into WoW, so that's... I mean, I know of it. Wow. I played a little bit of it. I, I've never really got into it, though. Yeah, WoW has a lot of... Well, I mean, 
WoW's like what 15 20 years old now whatever I can't even yeah, remember something like that so yeah. so yeah it it still has all the stuff that that I remember but I mean I'm even talking about games from before WoW had that that's that's why WoW has a lot of that like like there's a lot of WoW is just command line if you really get into it like your macros and really? stuff like that that you're punching in those are commands really yeah that's so, interesting mhm very interesting. Um, now, people don't generally type those in. Sure. Yeah, of course. But it's a hotkey. Almost right. I'm almost certain they can be. But like, it's just. It uh, seems like it'd be easier to, well, and take this with what you will. Uh, n- not necessarily uh, nefarious of any sort, but you could write a lot of macros with commands. Yes. Yes, you can. Yep. Which is probably why it was easier for them to, you know, keep up with macros and all that. And, and I think a lot of it's engine based. You know, a lot of games are going with, um, you know, pre-built engines. And if those pre-built engines don't have that functionality baked in, well, then they're just not going to make it themselves. Yeah. And you- it, to, to me, it's just disconcerting because computers have so much power in most games they're concentrating so much on graphics and then in the end graphics kind of topped out dude i agree with you a hundred percent man i i it seems it seems like most games or major developers go for graphics because that's what gets them i don't know uh more eyeballs on them, or I mean, it, it and, makes and it the does. Look better. It, well, it, oh, and the thing about that is, a lot of times the trailer isn't even fucking gameplay. It's just a trailer. It's a standalone trailer that has nothing to do with the game. You know that's that's another thing. Have you ever went and like heard about a new game? Somebody told you, you know, you should check out this game, and you go and you load it up in Steam, or you go to their web page or whatever. There are no pictures of the game. Yeah, none. That's a red flag. Like, like you don't see the UI. You don't get to see any of that. I'm sorry. If I go to look at a game and there's no UI, I just assume it's not a game. I'm not paying for a game (laughs) without a UI. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, unless the game, like, like I have somebody specifically pushing me, I'm not going to go to, you know, YouTube or Twitch and try to watch somebody to see what the game actually is because the advertising team can't figure out that people want to see what the game actually is. So I just, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that game off as doesn't want to be bought. Yeah, I can agree with you, man. I can agree with you, bro. I mean, I, like, like the first time I heard of um, Ark Survival Evolved, the very first time I heard about it, I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. You know, dinosaurs and all that. You know, um, this was like when it was first in early access. So like they didn't have a whole lot of pictures, but like the first couple pictures I remember seeing was like, just a guy's arms and a spear and then like a guy holding like a pistol. And I'm just like, okay, so this is, this is just another first person shooter. Only we get to kill dinosaurs. And I just like, I like wrote it off for like several months until I just happened to, I I don't even know exactly what I seen, but I seen something else about it, which made me look a little bit closer and it's like, okay, well, I guess there is more to this game, but like, I would have been on board day one had the screenshots actually been screenshots, not like have the screenshots been representative of the game itself. 
Right, right, because it's it's or not the gameplay like itself. Right, because it's not like it's like I don't think that they're like doctoring the the screenshots. It's just that they're hiding the UI. Like, what's the what's the point of it? Once you hide the UI, you hide what the player will see. And if the player can't see what he's going to see when he plays the game, then he doesn't know what perspective that screenshot is coming from. Yeah, I I never thought about that, man. I yeah, never like, thought like about some, that. Think about think about an, an <clears throat> RTS, okay? One of the newer RTSs where you can kind of zoom in. Okay, think about like you zoom in, you take a screenshot, and there's no UI. You don't know if this is a third person game, and you're controlling a single person. You know, you have no idea. And yeah. to me, that's just what am I looking at? Heck, why am I looking at this? Yeah. It looks like um, just, uh, it could be just, uh, an, uh, an animation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you and, watch an anime, you wouldn't know it. And if you look at some, <clears throat> um, like in steam, for instance, you know, they have the different tags for the type of games. I, I looked at one earlier. I, I can't remember which one it was, but it had the tags for being a, um, a real time simulator or real time strategy rather, as well as a base builder. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is, Either this is a new type of game, which it wasn't, or one of those is wrong. Because in an RTS, you're not really building a base. You know, you build a thing for that map, and then it's gone. Yeah. But with a base builder, you build a base that you need to keep up with throughout, you know, most of the game, unless you're building another one. So one of those tags was wrong. I couldn't tell you which, but the game didn't look very interesting to me anyway. Yeah. Not, not that I could tell you what the UI looked like. That's a, that's a very like good I, point, man. If I could see the UI, I would have known. Yeah. You would have. So. You would have known yeah, that, you you would have known kind of what to expect at least. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of having to go and look at the game, you know, on Steam or whatever, see how much it costs and then go find a streamer or YouTube video to actually find out what the game is across is, is about. It's like, what are game advertisers even doing? You know, like, I, I don't understand. Like, like, do they, do they get their, do make, do they get in the game and make the screenshots themselves? Do they just get them from the developers? You know, you know, how's, how's that working where this isn't coming across the gamers that are going to play the game have to be able to see the game. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I think a lot of it has to do with eyeballs and they think if it, if they can make it look pretty, that's what will generate them sales. I mean, maybe, and they're not, they're like, not, they're not wrong in some regards, no, but I mean, not, but like, I don't know. I, I know that I have seen some games that I thought looked pretty good. And I would have been refunding them had I not checked them out first because the UIs were absolute trash. Sure. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's a waste of people's time. And a lot of the times I'll be honest, I start paying attention a little bit, at least to developers names. And once I realize that it's a developer that doesn't like actually post the right pictures, I, I am quickly back out. Like, like I will open up something, see who the developer is. I, all right. I don't even want to look at your stuff. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's sure. going to be bullshit. Yeah. So. 
Well, I got a I got I got a question for you, man. Yeah. What is the oddest entertaining game you've played? Hmm. I've already got my answer on this, but I'm just curious as to what you have to say. Like honestly, this is like something unique, play. something you know, completely out of left field, something just something different. There are completely uh, out of left field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems no, like a I lot of these are going to be unique. indie games. I was going to say the, the one that the one that comes to my mind is not. It's not that it was super unique. It's just that it was something that I myself had never played before. But I know that there are probably dozens of copies and clones of this type of thing. But for whatever reason, and mind you, I'm, I'm talking about a mobile game right now, so it can probably barely be considered a game. Yeah. But but it was just this stupid matching game. It was this game. I think it was called Blacksmith. And when you started off, you just started making these swords and you had like this grid of, I think, like six by ten or something. I don't know. But your character just kept making swords and you could pair them up. And every time you paired up two, it would turn into a more expensive weapon. Okay. And you just kept doing that over and over again. And I don't know why. But that game caught my attention, and I think I've got like 80 hours in it or something like that. Okay. For abs- Now, I haven't played it in a while, but like I know that if I were to go and find that old tablet and if it worked again, I would probably start playing it again just because it was like kind of mind-numbing and yet kind of addictive, but it wasn't – it was definitely nothing great either. I think one of the things I like the most about it is at no point while I was playing it did it start an ad. I mean, yeah, that's a game changer right there. For right, sure. Especially for a mobile game. Now, it did have like um, things like where you went into certain like menus to do different things where it would go and it would have a button, you know, well, you know, if you, if you want this, you know, you can watch an ad and it'll, you know, double the amount of this or something like that. And I'm like, that's cool, because like I was going to that menu anyway, but it didn't stop my gameplay. I never had to click that ad. Sure. So it was to me that was that was pretty cool. But um yeah, that that that's the only thing I can think of right now that wasn't a bit more traditional. I mean, I think everything else I play is pretty well known and pretty kind of normal at this point. Otherwise, I would have had to went with like Ark Survival Evolved, which, like like I said earlier, it looked like it was a shooter, you know, just a shooter. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can get dinosaurs as pets. You can breed them. You can actually make lines where their stats start to go together and you can make super powered dinos. Like that's, you know, that's, that's that's like three different games inside of a game and which is really awesome. But Wow, it got to the point where I was setting alarm clocks to take naps so that I could wake up to feed things. Sort of like like Neopets or something back in the day. (laughs) I never really got into it. Uh, Oddly enough, my grandmother really did, though. She still has. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure you remember that craze, though. Neopets. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, I think the game that I got to go with is a game that's actually on console. 
but I loved the concept. I loved the actual gameplay mechanics themselves. Um, it's called Solar. Have you ever heard of it? I? Yeah. It does not sound familiar to me. So, essentially, it's a game where, I mean, and it's a sandbox game. Um, but there okay. all, there's also, like, a short, there's, like, several missions you can do. I think it's, like, ten missions or something. The game's very short. If you want to, like, go through and beat the game, it may take you two hours or something. I mean, it's it's a very short game in, in the context of, you know, uh, many other games out there, at least. Right. Um... But essentially, uh, you're a part of a solar system, and you can do whatever you want. You're a little rock, and you can decide as this little rock to go around and rotate or try to get swung into or try to get other rocks to swing into your uh, your orbit, and they kind of collide, and they'll make a planet. And then you can sort of, like, create your own solar system at some point. You know, you can get other rocks to attach to you and have rocks collide with that rock and build your own solar system and, you know, eventually become a sun. Or if you want to keep progressing uh, and building more weight, essentially, in your solar system, you can eventually become a black hole. Uh, Right. it's, It's a really nifty game, man. Really nifty game. Uh, I mean, if if you keep your planet along live enough and you, you keep it at, you know, you, you have to make sure other rocks don't hit your planets uh, that you don't want to hit, essentially. Uh, and you can actually have, like, little civilizations, uh, you know, living on your planets. And you'll see, like, little spaceships that come out to try to defend, you know, that planet itself. It's a really interesting game, man. I'm not doing it justice. I, I, I'm probably butchering the explanation of this game, but uh, That's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an indie game that is worth checking out. Uh, I played the second one briefly. Uh, I, I know they. I know you can get it on PC as well, but where I initially played it was on the uh, the Xbox 360. That's where I played it initially. Uh, that is that is a game that's definitely worth checking out, though. It's it's you know you'll you'll probably bur- you'll probably get burnt out on it in a couple days, uh, but the the amount of fun you have and entertainment you have in those couple days is so worth it. So worth it, man. And that's yeah. Solar S O L A R Solar, and they have they do have a second game, Solar Two. Uh, the second one's got nine out of ten on Steam too. So I mean it's. For an indie game, it's really impressive. Yeah. You know, to kind of to kind of add to the games, it's mine was just a, a simple little uh, mobile one. Um, the Avernum series. It's made by an extremely small company. I think it's just like one person that's the developer. Um, Spiderweb Games. Uh, he um, or basically, it's 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 a, a role playing game. It's like all, I believe it's all 2D. I could be wrong. It could be three. They could have upgraded it by now. It's been quite some time since I played it because these these have been around for, I, th- I think, the late 90s. But um, it's a role-playing game where you make up your group of, um, I think, four people, maybe six. Pretty sure it's four. Um, but you can choose from the different races in his world and all that. 
and you know all the, the standard fantasy stuff but it's it's a different take on it it's a lot more about um your 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 choices than it is about just like hack and slash okay so it's a bit slower and stuff like that but that one's really nice i thought it's and in vernum you really got to sit down avernum with an avernum a. how do you spell that yeah a v e r n u m m u m avernum okay n u m n u m yeah yeah, they've got some other ones too, like I think Gene Forge. Um, I'm pretty sure there's one more, but I can't remember the name of it. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't like the the, the third one that they had. Um, it's, know, is it from itself, an indie developer? Yeah, yeah, Spiderweb Games. I believe Spiderweb it's Games. Gotcha. I don't know if I've seen anything by them or not. It seems like that's usually the case with indie game developers, though. That's why you get fun surprises like Solar and Avernum. Yeah. Yeah. Spiderwebsoftware.com. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been around forever. Hey, what, uh, what was also always great about them is that they always had demos for their game. So, like, you know, you wanted to try it, you could try it. You didn't have to pirate it first. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a that's I seem like I feel I feel like that's a thing that's uh, coming back. Yeah, because of it all the streaming like services, man. Yep. I mean, I, I I've seen the death of it too. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not gonna give everyone the information they need to go out there and 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 find this stuff, but. Uh, I will say this, TPB is not the best place to get those uh, oh, files no. anymore. It hasn't been for not a long time, though. TPB no. is a mere site anyways. I mean, you got to be careful with that anymore. Oh, yeah. You got to be really careful with that. should really be using a VPN anymore yeah, anyway. absolutely. For that stuff, uh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not using that stuff, it's not a bad idea. So, Windows 11. I know nothing yeah. about this update. I've not. I, I I know nothing about it. Is there anything really? that stick, dude? I, I've not looked at it at all. That is why I sent you links. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> well, I know that's why you sent me links. But I'm like, well, uh, I don't know, man. Well, okay. They they changed the UI a bit. Um. It doesn't look like the, the like the, the just basic looking at your desktop like it changes too much, but it definitely looks like they changed the way a lot of things are handled. Like the um the taskbar right now, you know how you can go down to it, or not the taskbar, sorry, the system tray. How you can like select like your your sound alone, and you can change the settings from there. Yeah. Well, now your sound and all in your your net and I think your microphone is all just one button that you click and it opens up like you're opening up your thing on your phone. And it, okay. me, I'm like, I am not going to like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm I already, feel about that. The, the one thing that I, I do hope that they do is that they figure out or that they rather that they have figured out all of these nested menus that they have, because right now you go into like your your control panel you get like this this first control panel 
But then there's like two control panels underneath that that you can still get to. Yeah. And it it really weirds me out in Windows because it makes it hard to describe to somebody how to get to something. Because me, I try to stay away from the the pretty ones. I don't want that. I just want the nuts and bolts. Same here, I, man. I actually turn a lot of that stuff off if I can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they um yeah, they they basically made it where you can't turn it off now. You just have to know which to click to bypass it, basically. And, that's um, not with cool. Windows, well, that's that's the way Windows 10 already is. Yeah, you're right. And but that's not and cool. <laughs> Either no, no, way, it's not. It's not. I've I've been I've been bitching about this since um, uh, Vista, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's where it all started yeah, too. That's, that's where it all fucking started they, too, they man. Kinda, they kind of tweaked it a little bit with XP, but it wasn't so bad. With, yeah, with you can XP still adjust was, it though. Well, you can uh, technically you could you could still in in ten adjust everything. Yeah, but you couldn't. You still have all those like buried menus, basically, yeah. instead of just having one nice, clean interface like they used to have, uh, oddly enough, back in like Windows 98 and 95. You had one control panel. We've yeah. got like, what, two or three control panels now? And like different ones show things in different ways. It's just why? Like, like make a simple thing where you go to control panel. It has the pretty overlay. For all them people that just like things to be pretty and then have a checkbox in there for advanced mode. Yeah. And when that button is checked, you, you take out the out bullshit, all the crap. Yeah. You cut yeah, you out can, all the bullshit. Oh, you can keep your rounded corners. We're fine yeah. with that. Yeah. But show us everything. Yeah. And when we open up something from that, open up the nuts and bolts version, not the, the, the glossy version. Yeah. For for the people with smooth brains. Smooth brains. <laughs> you gotta have the smoothest, man. I, smoothness don't get me wrong. Is... I, I I agree with them trying to make things more user friendly. But sure. they keep trying to make things more user friendly by making them more difficult. More difficult for yeah. anybody who knows how to work a computer. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta go this... through seven different clicks yes. to get to where you need to go to it's crazy man yes. it's crazy uh i i think my favorite uh windows version was honestly probably xp and i, yeah, I wish they would i wish they would have copied you know the concept of xp obviously and made like an up-to-date version of it but i know they'll sit there and claim that's what vista is or what was what uh there was something after xp was it windows 2000 was that after um, XP or was that before? No, no. Windows 2000 and Windows XP were basically at the same time. Yeah. Um, Windows 2000 was technically before <laughs> XP and XP, I if thought. I remember correctly, was built off of 2000, basically, because they were built off the uh, the NT architecture or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm using the wrong jargon, but um, basically they they got rid of the windows 98 and the windows me the way that was done in favor of the the nt setup which was their um their more server uh base their workstation base yeah. which had just better everything yeah i mean i i enjoyed how windows xp worked you know all around for the most part i mean it's been so long yeah. since i've used it i couldn't remember what i didn't like about it 
You right, know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's, it's really easy to look back, you know, with that nice crystal lens and see all the good and not remember the crap. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some there's, crap. There's though. also, yeah, there's also lots of stuff under the hood that we don't even notice. Yeah. We just know, ooh, run better. Yeah. You know, yep. or run faster. Cause um, I know XP was getting bloated. And then with um, Vista, it, it just blew up like a balloon. Yeah. I don't even and understand the, why. Well, because um, it looked prettier. Yeah, yeah. They, they were really trying did. to add a lot of effects. Oh, it looked great. Yeah, it did. I would yeah, always I, give them credit. I agree Windows with that. Vista looked great. Yeah. But it used so many resources that a desktop just should not use. Um, the good thing about it is that you could turn them all off. Yeah. Which I always did. First thing. Off. I don't need to be able to see through my... Um, browser to see my desktop while i'm browsing i i just Opacity. i don't understand that i don't need to be able to see through my start menu bar because it's always there anyway and to be fair you know in most of those versions of windows i didn't use explorer.exe i used lightstep yeah yep i would rather configure my own yeah it, i don't think, me, I, don't think it, I ever used that better it was cool, but it took a lot of work to to get it set up. Like you could just use the the pre done ones that people would um, ship out. Sure, but um, you know, I liked to go and pull the icons, you know, from um from whatever you know software I was using at the time, and build that into um uh, Your the GUI and everything. Yeah, yeah, my desktop and all that, and and just basically have a nice user interface because I, I would make mine a little on the bulky side. But um, most of it was invisible when not not invisible. That's that's the wrong word. Most transparent. of it was almost like, no, no, not transparent either. No, it was part of the background. So like when I would maximize something, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Oh. It would just be hidden in the back. OK, but like um, I've also always had multiple monitors. So, you know, it was really easy to just keep a lot of that stuff on one monitor and, you know, you know, do stuff on the other monitor. Whereas, um, now I, I don't actually know if this is a problem with windows 10. Cause I just, I'm so ingrained in it being a problem that I haven't even looked into it, but having your main monitor, not being the main monitor that you want to game on, I believe still causes problems with windows 10. If, if that makes sense, um... I can't remember. Like I said, I'm so used to it being a problem that I haven't even tried. Cause it, it's, it, yeah, it it's, it's been a long time since I've tried that myself. I mean, yeah, I usually have my main monitor that I game on and then everything else, you know, especially when I'm um, streaming or anything like that. I have chat yeah. and OBS running on the second or the other uh, screen. Right. Right. Well, no, what I was thinking is me personally, I would like, I always like to have more of my controls sure. on my not gaming monitor. Sure. But I'm pretty sure that there's I know there used to be a problem with it. There there might not be anymore. But um, and that also might be a thing that's per game. Some games might just lock onto one window and not let you move it. I may I can't like I said, I haven't tried. But um I know that was something with light stuff that was easy to cure because when you set the position of something, it was a fixed position and it didn't move. Which you know, if your monitor stopped working, that means you couldn't get to it anymore. So that was always a problem, too. 
Yeah, it's all, it's almost similar to the problem that most people have. Or they may not realize it's a problem. To me, it's a problem. Uh, when they would set a game into full screen mode, and then you alt and tab, and there's just like this lag and this delay. It takes, oh, okay, now I'm switching to a different window. And yeah. like that problem is very easily fixed, and you're not going to notice a, a lick of difference if you just put it in uh, borderless. Borderless That's full assuming screen. Assuming the game has that option. Assuming that game has that option, of course. Either that or you have yeah. to go with windowed. They usually have windowed as an option. Yeah. Usually. It's usually, if anything, it's usually windowed before it is full screen. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know? But yeah, borderless, uh, I think a, a borderless windowed, I think it's what they call it. Or borderless yeah. full screen. It's something like that. But that. And for anybody who's having that issue out there, that'll absolutely solve it. If you got that just massive lag where it takes like two, three seconds when you alt tab to go to your other screen. I mean, that that is uh, that's the remedy to that solution. You just, you just kind of brought up something else that, that I, I have a beef with. What's that with games? OK, there, there are, are quite a few games that I have tried playing where they'll have like borderless windowed. Yeah. And all that are borderless full screen. Yeah. But like you're still stuck in that window and you still have to alt tab to get out of them. Yeah. What is the point in that setting if it doesn't do anything? I don't know. I mean, at least it at least saves your lag. It doesn't lag. And, and the reason the reason it lags is because it's changing resolution at that point. Nine times out of yeah. ten, that's usually the reason it lags. It's because it's changing right. resolution from the game to what your desktop is. Right. Which another way to help alleviate that lag is to have them both at the same resolution. Sure. That yep. takes out a fair chunk of it too. And refresh rate. But I, yeah. But th- that's, that's something that has always got me like, what's the point? Like why have settings if they're not going to do much? Like I, I just, that's about I the only thing get... I've noticed it does. Yeah. But like, like me personally, like I'm, I, I do a ton of stuff with multi monitors. Yep. I have four monitors right now, and I'm thinking about getting a fifth one. Yeah. All right. Let's let's not talk about the why. Okay. I just like monitors. I sure. Like to, be able to see everything that I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, dude. Same so, here. Same here. But um, like, uh, like in a lot of the games, you know, you can like hit tab or escape to you know to open up that that menu or, or, or a fair amount of them too you could like hit i to open up your inventory anything that brings up your cursor and you're just able to move your cursor off of that and do whatever no problem i think all game developers need to take a hard look at being able to make sure that every single game they make can always do that yeah you don't think you wouldn't think it would take uh a lot of effort to put that into the game or to incorporate that into the game. But I, I don't know. I don't see yeah, why it would, yeah, I, but I, I'll, I'll agree with that. But, but here's my thinking. If so many games can do it, why can't yours? No reason why they can't, you know, no, I agree. Like, I load up some indie game from a developer and this is like their first or second game. Okay. You I get, get a pass. It. Right. But when I load up a like a triple A title or a near triple A title and that's happening, like do do you do you need to start paying your developers? Are they just like not adding code because they're angry? Because <laughs> like I could see that. I could understand that. 
I, I feel I just, like we're gonna have to change the name of this podcast to the the gamer developers the, the gamer developer snobs. Something I don't know. We're I don't know either. I'm just, man. I'm, I'm just putting that out point. there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just bitching at this point. Yeah. I, I think I think that's what we've been doing for the last 10, 15 I minutes. Is I bitching. <laughs> There's a little little bit of information in there. Yeah, a little bit. uh, Back to back to Windows 11. Um, Yeah, my my big fear with them though is that more things are just going to be hidden. Like, you know, I looked at it; it looks nice. Um, Did you at least open up the the link with the screenshots and all that? No. Do you need the link again? I mean, yeah, no, I'll look at it right now. I'll pull it up right now. Go on. Pop pop that up at least. So you have um. So you have that. Yep, I'm gonna um, pop it up right now. I think it looks nice. I will. Okay. I will give that. But I think most versions of Windows have looked nice. Um, I don't need any of my buttons to be that big, though. See here, because everything is basically they made everything for touch. It's almost like they're trying to go back to Windows 8 without going quite back to Windows 8. Okay. I mean, I, I, I do. From what I'm seeing, dude, I'm I'm not really seeing a whole lot of difference from what we have now. No, well, this person are or no, no, some of the pictures they did, some of them they didn't. But like you know, your start menu is more centered and stuff like that. But you can yeah, you can adjust it that. To go to the sure, left. sure. Um. You know, I mean, there's a lot of like, I don't see a lot of things as being bad until you get to. I don't know if it's in this screenshot. Well, okay. Well, you, you, I have another question, though. Why yeah. in the hell do they think they need to come out with a new version of Windows? I believe there's a lot more under the hood that we don't fully know about, because like I, if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm probably going to miss stuff um, as much sure. as I have, you know, read a bunch about this. I only remember like like a wee bit um it's it's going to incorporate the the direct storage um thing so that your gpu can access your system ram directly without going through the cpu okay that that is so that's that's a big deal that's big that's a big deal sure that's that's great um they are going to require um a tpm to be um activated on your um computer in order to use it now, now, clarify what that is. I, I saw you had a link up there, but clarify yeah, uh, what that is. Okay, so TPM is, um, I believe it's Trusted Platform Module? Yes, that is correct. So, basically, it'll go in, um, it, it kind of isolates your, um, like, like your, your boot time so that malware can't run during boot. Um, you can also turn on settings with TPM activated so that your RAM, your and when I say your RAM, I don't mean everything in your RAM, but just your system stuff can't be hijacked. Okay. By by other things. So I don't see this as a problem. I know a lot of people have like been freaking out about it. Um, especially because I guess originally it was saying that it would require, um, TPM 2.0, which has only been activated, I think since, or or rather only been made since like 2018 or something like that. 
but I guess they're actually doing um, TPM 1.2, which has been activated for a long time. I think like 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, so, but, but either way, even if it was 2.0, I wouldn't care. Sometimes that's, that's what they need to do with tech is if Push you don't it out. have this, you can't have that. Right. And, and sometimes it's, that's just the way it has to be. And so what? So you'd be stuck on windows 10 for another few years. End of life, it's 2025 anyway. You'll probably upgrade by then. And by then, you'd be getting something that had TPM 2.0, so it would be a moot point. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't see that as a real issue anyway. Um, I mean, t- to be fair, I mean, I, I've got, I think, 14 systems in my house right now, and seven or eight of them have TPM 2.0 anyway. So, my servers really don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they don't. Anyway. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and not to mention, they're they're most of them aren't using Windows anyway. So, but like, I mean, like like I said, sometimes it just is what it is. You know, you want the new thing, you got to get the other new thing that it that you need with it, it that you may not necessarily want, but it's required. Right. Right. I mean, you, you can't have the brand new infotainment sent system in in that's in, you know, the, the new vehicle. If your vehicle's five years old, it's just there, it's there's a there's work. a name for the process of doing that. And I can't think of what it's called. Which which part making people buy new stuff? Yes. Because um, that that that's not quite planned obsolescence. No, it's it's not. I'm on to something, but I, I'm not on to something. I, I know what I'm trying to get at, but I cannot think of what they, they, they call it. Oh, man. I mean, go on, go on. We're, we're not going to go down a conspiratorial rabbit hole. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> or maybe I, I we will. I don't know. Might, I kind of see where you might be thinking with that. Like basically forcing people to buy something new. Um, yes. Like with, with what TPM is for, I, I can't see it being even thought of as conspiracy wise. No, I, I can agree with that. But, I, I, I'm but, just saying the concept of what's yeah, going on. Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, and there is, yeah, you know, I'm saying you're saying we're not going to go down that rabbit hole as we were going down that rabbit Dive. hole. <laughs> Dive down. Dig deep. Uh, like, have you ever heard of the light bulb conspiracy? It's not oh, a conspiracy, yeah, yeah. it's a fact. But I just, no, have you no, ever heard it, of it? It totally is. Yeah, light bulbs were lasting too long. We got to make them cheaper. Yeah. They got to break. Yeah. So, yeah, it's essentially the, uh, you know, the light bulb company, whenever they were brought around, you know, Thomas Edison days or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, light bulbs were lasting too long. And then, you know, everyone in America, everyone in the world, you know, they, they had enough light bulbs like yeah, we don't need any more. These things, they're, they're lasting. They've lasted 20 years. I don't need I don't need new light bulbs. Well, right. they decided to put a, a nip in that bud. Yeah. They put a nip in that button. They actually pretty much gave a lifespan for these light bulbs. And, you know, I, I mean, and, and the usage and the the lifespan, all that stuff varies. Yes. But the point of the conspiracy, it's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. People like to label conspiracy as something that's like 
taboo or just isn't real or is questionable whatever right right i like the term conspiracy realist first of all um but uh <laughs> yeah we're throwing terms out there <laughs> all i can think about is people talking about 9-11 and saying that it's an inside job I which it was rel which it anything. was <laughs> All, all I could say about 9-11 is there's something we don't know. What? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But there's something. Something We're missing things. Oh, yeah. We're missing that's, quite a few pieces of the puzzle. Definite. As as to the who or the why, I, I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate because there's just too much missing information. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a... a, a Okay, so I'm very picky about the, the kind of rap that I listen to. I listen to a lot of music, but I'm very picky about the kind of rap and country I listen to. Uh, this arena country doesn't cut it for me. Anyways, there is a rapper by the name of Immortal Technique that actually brings up one of these stories. Because he's from New York, so he was actually there when all this stuff happened. He actually brings up, uh, apparently... And I've not really checked in on this, but I take his word for it because he's not a he's not a guy who's full of shit. And if you were to listen to him, he is a he's a highly intellectual rapper. There's not many of those out there, but he is definitely one of them. He talks about the you know the 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 U.S. drug tra uh, drug trade with the CIA and how all that shit worked. And but he 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 brings up this. Uh, this this group of uh, white individuals who were at a, a a bridge, I think a day or so before the nine eleven attacks happened, they they were getting ready to like bomb a bridge or something. I have not checked on it, but uh, like I said, I I, I take his word because he he was local. He he's he lives there, and he had talked about these these guys on the bridge, and then they they wiped that story. You know when nine eleven came, or like you know a day before nine eleven came, they they wiped that story. It was never talked about again. I mean, you see stuff like that happen all the time, too. Yeah. I mean, they throw out... If it's something they really don't want the public to know about, they'll do a two-minute fucking, uh, you know, little section on, like, yeah, this happened in Wichita today, and um, have a good day, everyone. You know, that's, that's essentially how that goes. And then you never fucking hear about it again. Not trying to get super conspiratorial. But he, I just wanted to right. bring that up. There was he, he was talking about a couple of uh, a group of white guys who were, I don't remember the name of the bridge. I, I want to say it was like the Washington State Bridge. I don't know if that's a bridge, and I don't know. There was some bridge that they were getting ready to bomb, or they they removed bombs from this bridge uh, a day or two before nine eleven, and nobody talked about it when nine eleven happened. No one talked about. No one talked about those individuals possibly being involved. It was nothing like that. They just completely, you know, tossed that story to the side. Forgot about it. It's interesting. It's something to look into. I'm not sitting here trying to confirm anything or deny anything. I'm just, I'm just putting that tidbit of information out there. Right. And it's from what I would consider a reliable source and someone who is of high intellect. So the way I see it is at this point, it's, it's too far gone. We're, we're never yeah, going to find yeah, out for the sure. truth. For sure. It's, it's just like the JFK assassination. Right, right. One can speculate. Yeah. That's about all you can do. Speculate. 
Because I don't see evidence of any sort uh, arising at this point. Unless there's some hidden no. documents somewhere. And still even right, then, those right, could be, right. you know... Faked. Yeah, right, we, we could just right. write them up and send them to the CIA ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were still talking about Windows 11. Yeah, we were. And yeah, I was talking about the TP, uh, TPM. That's and right. That's how, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see a problem with it regardless. It's just you know, it, we need to move forward with stuff like that because malware ransomware has it it's 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 kind of terrifying. I mean, I don't I I've had to deal with this with uh, so many people that managed to get it, but they didn't do anything. Well, especially I, nowadays, because <clears throat> yeah. a lot of this malware and stuff is actually uh, aiding, you know, the person who sent that to you. It's aiding, it's essentially having your computer set up to be, or to, to mine uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but even the ones that don't do that, that just like, you know, lock your computer, encrypt your stuff, and then tell you, hey, send us money. Right. You know, just 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 any of those. It's just like one, how do people manage to get these things? Get what? The ransomware's like, I don't even know. None um, of my kids have managed to do it. You know, ransomware i've never been a victim of necessarily um malware yes but that's also i mean doing what i do it's a it's a possibility but i notice when i get it sometimes other times i don't but i still i'm still able to filter the stuff out you know with uh i use malware bytes it's done great by me Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm not even talking about like like the the simple malware. Like like you get you know one key program logger. on your computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Keyloggers, Trojans. Mm-hmm. Those are those are those are a whole nother a whole nother bag. Yeah. But I'm not even talking about those. I'm talking about those things that that are locking up your computer. Generally, like the the the, the ransomware type things. Or uh, I believe there's malware, different types of malware that specifically does it as well. Sure. Um. I don't even understand how people manage to get those. And then when they get them and when, you know, they have somebody come fix them, they're just like, I don't know what happened. It's like, well, do you think maybe it's all these porn sites you were at? I don't go to porn. I don't. I'm 67 years old. I don't watch pornography. Man, that's just it. I was, I was, I've had people anywhere from 20 to 60 tell me that exact same thing it's a bunch of even bullshit when I, even when i showed them their <laughs> own bookmarks folder dude i like, don't know dude, how that got there <laughs> you live alone, you, live alone. Uh, you are watching can, two girls one right cup now, bro <laughs> i can tell you right now seven out of these seven sites you should not be going to yeah yeah just by looking at the name of the site i can tell you that's sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's got a <laughs> bunch of different letters in it and they don't make any sense, you probably should. Yeah. 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 Simpler. The name of the URL, usually the safer. Yeah. 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 I can and agree with that, I, man. I just, I don't, I don't know why people can't figure that out on their own. I just, 
I mesmerized by something bouncing, I guess. But... <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me of the old torrenting days, too, man. Like I yeah. said, I mean, torrenting's coming back because, you know, the whole... You used to be able to, you know, get a streaming service, and that covered pretty much, you know, everything you'd watch. Like, yeah, I'll watch all this. Yep. Now um, you need to get. Now you need dozen. fucking ten goddamn streaming services to get yep. everything you want to watch because they're they're just they're. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think torrenting's really. It seems like it's starting to to get a big comeback, man. And uh, yeah, there's there's ups and downs to it. You know, I can agree with not taking money out of people's pockets, but at the same time, it's like you. Ex okay, so we, the whole reason torrenting start or streaming started is because people were tired of paying for the fucking cable bill. Cable bills are and ridiculous. Yeah. Yep, I've I've already basically made my stance when it comes to the streaming services and how they're basically remaking cable only through streaming. Yeah, I I have Netflix. Yep, Fuck me too. The rest of you. Okay, so I, yeah, I have Netflix as well. That's I, I'm <clears> I'm not paying for anymore. No, I pay for Crunchyroll, but that's a bit niche, you know. That's, yeah, for sure. That's a that's to me that's a little different because you just you don't really find that anywhere else. But um, I can't, I I can't pay for any more than that. Like like it's not even about the money at this point. It's just not worth it. It's not no, dude. I mean, I can sit here and. I've been trying to like help Netflix build um, an algorithm to help find new shows for me. Like I've, I, I've been trying to pursue oh, yeah. like, all right, well I, I'm going to start going and liking and disliking things. I've been doing that a lot lately. I've been trying to, it's so easy to forget though. It's Especially helped a little bit. You. It's helped a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, nine times out of 10, dude, I, I'm very picky about shows. I watch man. Like I'm, I'm a stickler for good story, and that's hard to come across, or really good yeah. comedy. See, I or go really good sci-fi. But I mean, sci-fi is usually mixed with good story if it's good sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it's usually it's a great story with terrible acting, or it's really good acting with Which, a not so great story. Right, and I can <laughs> overlook bad acting if it's a good story. Like, ah, oh, okay. To yeah, to a to a degree, to a degree. Yeah, I I I go in phases. Like there are phases where I don't really care how good the story is. I just want to see somebody go through and beat up a bunch of people. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's I plenty watch, of shows you know, for that. Like, like like Taken type clones, because there are so many movies that basically follow that premise. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that basically all? Um, Oh crap! I totally forgot what it's called. That 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 one with Keanu Reeves. That's that's really really popular. Uh, John Wick. Yes, that's if a great. Think about it. That's a it great is. movie. That's a great movie. If you think movie. about it, think about it isn't it basically just Taken? It's been a long time since I've watched Taken, but I'm going with, to agree with you because you've with 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 Taken with Taken. It was. Um, what's it called? The the daughter went on holiday or something like that um, yeah. overseas, and yeah. she got abducted right. by um, human traffickers. Right, and, and it's uh, it's went well, over there. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He um he went over and basically beat a bunch of people up and and got her back. 
So if you think about John Wick, it's very killed, right? Takes apart the their whole everything. It's it's very similar premise, and And, and, movies like that, and I'm fine with that. And Keanu Reeves too has a very particular set of skills. Yes, he's able to dodge bullets in real time. Dude, I mean, the Matrix, man. You know they get ready to release another one. I don't know how okay. I feel about it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Give it a shot. We'll see how um, how it goes. I'm a huge lover of the Matrix. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. for anyone who knows, my son is named after Keanu Reeves' uh, character in in that movie, Neo. I think it's a solid name. It's easy. It's solid. In my opinion, A, it's my son's name, but I love the movie. That's where I'm getting at. He shouldn't have any trouble remembering it or spelling it. Yeah, and you know, his his teachers, I, I can already see it. His teachers are going to be like, ah. <laughs> you know, like, ah, I know where your name came from. Now, his or friends. Just as, well, just as well might be, where did they come up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, his friends, on the other hand, probably aren't going to have a clue. Probably not a clue. That's just something I've I've thought about. I mean, ever since I've thought about naming, I'm like, man, I already see it. You know, the teachers, they're like, yeah, okay. Your dad's a nerd. He's a fucking nerd, bro. Yep, they're going to run into a lot of that. (laughs) Which that's okay. You know, I am admittedly a nerd. We're all, right. I think most of us are nerds here, and I love nerd culture, so. I, I could agree with that. Yeah. But, um, back to what we were talking about, which we, we, we keep jumping down these rabbit holes pretty Dude, quickly. Dude, I know, man. Rabbit holes are fun, bro. I love jumping yeah, down the are. rabbit holes. <laughs> What were we uh, talking about? I don't even remember. Um, I, think I didn't we remember this just, time. I think we were just finishing up the, the TPM bit. Don't know if we had moved on from that or not. Yeah, we TPM. Because kind of we we started talking about like Netflix and that and about like the, you know. Yeah, and the whole. Basically, yeah, we're basically being overtaken by a bunch of different services. You know, right. wanting to charge $6 for basic and then $12 for their premium. And they all have, you know, they're like two or four shows that you can only get there. And, and yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. That's, that's what really pushed quarantine along and, and pirating in general is people want, wanted to watch stuff, but you needed to get have, a bunch of different things to right. do it you needed to have cable and then you needed to have not not just cable you had to pay for the basic package then you had to exp- it had to pay for you know an extended package in order to get the access to pay for hbo sure you know yeah and then you know before you know it you're paying nearly a hundred dollars or way over a hundred dollars a month just to watch the six channels that you wanted to watch or six shows or three shows right right well, I'm just saying, you know, six channels, figuring if you're a family, you probably have, you know, a kid who watches two or three, you know, let's say everybody in the, in a family of, you know, four each watches, you know, three different channels. That's still only 12 channels. Sure. And yeah. That's assuming that's assuming that there's no overlap. 
So, I mean, like, I, I just don't, that's, that never sat well with me. It never made sense to me, even as a kid. Like, I remember my mom going and showing me the list of channels from the cable company because they gave us this nice card and everything. Yeah. And she like showed me, you know, these are the ones that we we can watch. And I'm like, you know, why can't we see the others? And she basically she just told me the prices. And I'm like, yeah, OK, well, you know, like, that makes sense. No, I, I agree. Like eating. I agree. Uh, I mean, and I've. I mean, obviously, we were around when torrents were big. I mean, I think I was a teenager when torrents were really big. Back when TPB. They are, but it's not nearly... The, the community is not nearly it's, as big as it used to be, man. I, I think, I think it's, it's that the community is any smaller. I think that the community has changed focus. Because you see a lot more stuff on there now that you would never have really seen there then. Yeah. And it's a lot more what it was made for. Yeah. You sure. see a lot more, a lot more custom content on it now that sure. is completely legal to share. Yeah. Um, and then other content that it's a little more of a gray area. But yeah. That's not, not outright pirating, though. You know. Right. Um, uh, I, I will. I will kind of throw this little nugget of information for anybody out there who would like an alternative. Uh, and I say this for educational purposes only. Uh, if you have a computer, I mean, that is honestly going to be your, your, your best choice for a, uh, device. Um, I use a application called Plex media and you can put those movies on a separate folder and that I'm able to access that folder on my Roku TV. Or if, if you are close enough to your TV, if you, if you got a big enough TV or a little sound system where, where your TV or your, your computer, sorry, your computer is your source of entertainment, there is a great, solid, uh, there's a solid uh, program out there called Cody. I don't know if anybody knows it. Uh, I've used it for years, and you won't have to download anything. It's actually all streamed uh, from multiple sources from around the world. You can get even live video feeds from cameras around the world. We're talking like, you know, in Times Square and you, you yeah. name it. There, I mean, Cody is a great, great program and you won't have to you won't have to physically do any kind of torrenting of any sort. It actually grabs all that information from uh, other websites. Uh, similar yeah. to like Foot Locker, I think it's what they call it. There's, there's a couple of websites out there. One, two, three, Hulu.com. There's there's, there's yeah, sites there's, out there. There's a lot of websites out there for different things, but yeah. Essentially, Cody makes all that easier for you, though. And you can watch live IPTV as well from the same program. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can sit here and filter through, I want TV shows, or I want movies, or I want live television. All that can be done with Cody, and that's Cody with a K. It's K-O-D-I. Um, if you Google it, you can figure out how to uh, just just Google it and you'll be able to figure it out. That's all yeah. I really got to say about that. But I, it, it I is a solid run, source. I used to run Cody on um, Raspberry Pis for all the TVs in the house. Yeah, yeah I remember was, those days, man. Nice. The, yep. the one thing I did not like was Raspberry Pi and Netflix just doesn't get along. Yeah. Um, I think that has something to do with like the, the DRM on it, which is understandable. It was just a little sad, you know, but, um, yeah, anymore. Now we just, um, 
we just have a game system connected to everything and they can all do that. And every one of them has a, um, what's it called? Um, a Plex application so they can all connect to my Plex server. Yeah. See, and Plex is the way to go. Honestly. I mean, if you're able to oh, do yeah. it, Plex oh, is yeah. the way to go. <clears throat> or if you don't have uh, an option like that, there's uh, you can always you know get your uh, Roku stick or your Amazon Fire Stick jailbroken. There are still patches out there uh, to do things of that nature. It's very similar to what you would get with a Kodi on your computer. Um, you know, I'm, I I always try to be Robin Hood in a lot of instances like that. You know, because let's be honest, guys, corporate America. I mean, they make their dollar, and yeah. I mean, come on. I understand people's got to make that. money, but yeah, we're not we're not going to we're not going. I'm no, just I'm just saying. <laughs> God. Corporate, corporate America, make their money. They don't make their money. They just steal their money. And yeah, then they oh yeah, they do that more. too. They do that too. No, that's that's really all they do. No, come on, that's all they do. Most of the people at the top, if they all just keeled over tomorrow, nothing would stop. Everything would be fine, possibly better. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you know. Obviously, I could be very wrong. I can't predict the future, but I. I feel like this next generation or two is going to be a little different. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because, I mean, it's going to be out of my lifetime. Um, but the, the, the planet's just going to be gone. Um, I, to, to be fair, people aren't going to stand for it too much longer. Yeah. Too many more decades of this. Yeah. And it's 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 not gonna end well this I is mean, this is actually got a i mean this is one reason why i'm a very big proponent of uh bitcoin particularly it is a way to take it is a way to take control oh, away I see. I see yeah what you're yeah that's that's why I i'm a big proponent saying. of that is the biggest reason why i'm a big proponent of of not not all cryptocurrencies uh bitcoin in particularly I mean, it, it really, yeah. the banks do not like that shit. They don't like it. No. No. They're, they're at the point now where they have no choice but to accept it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not even big news to hear about these banks getting on board with cryptocurrencies anymore because no. they, they know if they don't accept it, they're going extinct. Banks ain't going, they're, they're, I don't need a bank. I don't need a bank at this point. Do I have one? Yes, I have a bank account. I don't have. I don't know how long that's going to last. Because I don't see me getting rid of a bank account anytime soon. But um, yeah, maybe not anytime soon. Ten years. But I mean, if, if anything, it could open up the potential to have alternate types of banks, which would be nice. But I mean, for the general user, banks aren't usually that bad. Because most of them, most of them have been forced to get away from a lot of their really terrible practices. Well, banks, their purpose is a flawed practice. How well, banks every, work is a flawed yeah. practice. With Bitcoin, you get away from that. And what I'm talking yeah. about, I'm I'm talking about from a very very fundamental level, the federal the the, the relationship between the Federal Reserve. And the banking systems. 
The easiest way to put that into perspective, um, or a, a, an analogy, if you will, um, I'm the Federal Reserve, and you're the you're uh, Fifth Third Bank, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I just printed the first U.S. dollar in existence, right? And you, as the bank, you're like, "Hey, I need ten. I need a. I need a dollar. I need one dollar. All right, uh, fifth third. I'm the Federal Reserve. I'm gonna give you this dollar. Now I need you to give me nine more back. How does that work? Those other nine dollars are not in existence. They don't exist. They don't exist in the system. There was only one dollar printed, and I just gave it to you." That is called right. fractional reserve banking. That's how it works. The system is designed to keep you in debt. So for every dollar the bank is given, they can loan out 10 times that amount. They only need 10% in reserve. It is a system designed on debt. Bitcoin is the complete opposite of that. It's a deflationary asset. There are 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created. And there's already millions right. of them that have been lost because of people who were mining them back in the early days, you know, 2008, 2012, yep. that are like, oh, shit, what happened to that computer? What happened to that hard drive? Because now I really wish I would have saved that shit instead yep. of, you know, yep. throwing it away. It's a Trust deflationary me, if, asset. If I wouldn't have been so, you know, deep in work at the time, I guarantee you I would have had probably... <laughs> multiple wallets that had been mining like crazy yeah. because that I, I have always been about that stuff, but no, I decided I need to work. I need to do all this. And I just broke my neck to try and get through the things, you know, otherwise I would probably be sitting pretty right now. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, there's, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. And I know you had brought this to my attention, and it is a it's a pretty easy uh, alternative. I don't know why my camera sits here and wants to refocus all the time. Um, oh, that's all right. My my camera overheats because I, I our central air is busted, so yeah. that's why I'm all. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I I you got me started in that nice hash thing, that nice hash quick miner. I think that's a very yeah. uh, easy thing to set yes. up absolutely uh, compared to physically setting a an actual mining rig up for one currency or another usually takes a little more right, work than right. that uh nice hash i think is a great alternative um and i thought about maybe you know opening because I, I know some of you guys you want to help what it is we we plan on doing here I also think it'll be like a bit of a charity case too. I mean, it's it's something we're just we're talking about right now. But I, I've thought about opening up, you know, or, or essentially giving you guys uh, the Bitcoin address for the Waffle Legion's uh, Bitcoin wallet. So if you want a way to contribute, you run your computer. You don't physically have to give any kind of money or anything like that. It's something we're talking about. Uh, I know we, we do have the Waffle Legion funds out there, and we have used a little more than I'm probably willing to admit uh, to help people in the community. 
those in need. It's not a charity case, but sometimes, you know, people just need a lending hand, and I understand that. Right. Um, that's essentially what the funds are being used for right now, but I, I, I think uh, down the road, the funds can be used for different things. What those things are, I couldn't tell you. Uh, you know, if I'm able to invest a portion of it and increase our holdings, it might be able to uh, offer us giveaways every month. I don't know. Like I said, it's just all being talked about. Uh, that may be something that we throw out there if, if you guys, you don't necessarily have the money, but hey, you got you got your computer and you got some time for it to sit there. And mine, more or less. That's a way you guys can help contribute in a, in a, in a somewhat monetary way uh, to the community. Being talked about, it may or may not happen. I don't know. I don't know how everyone feels about it. We'll, 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 we're, we're waiting to hear from you guys, more or less. Sounds fair enough. Sure. Um. Wow, man. That puts us at an hour and a half, dude. That's I think pretty that's pretty time. good, man. I think that's pretty damn good for the first podcast, bro. I'm happy Especially with it. Especially for really only having like one topic. Oh, I told you that. I told you that wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> no, I didn't think it would. Uh, it, it will be. It will be in the future, though, as more and more uh, stuff. You know what I possibly. mean? Possibly. Yeah. Sure. Sure. No, I can so, agree with that. Like I said, man, uh, it's organically going to grow and, and shape itself. I don't know what it's going to turn into. Don't know. Mold. It could. It, it could turn into mold. Very well. Could. Uh, we'll think of how mold grows. It's very true. Yeah. Everywhere and in dark places. And in dark places. Dark, <laughs> moist. Mostly in dark. Moist yes. places. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Rel, for anyone who may not be a part of the community listening to this podcast, where can people find you at? Me? Yeah. No, nowhere anymore. I'm I'm hidden. You're no. hidden. <laughs> um uh, in the Waffle Legions Discord, which I'm sure you're going to have linked wherever we go. Um, I'm, I'm real tech. Um, it's probably one of the better places to find me. I'm also on Twitch and um, YouTube, also as Reltech. Can you, uh, was it R E L T A C H, Reltech? Yes, it is. Is that correct? Okay. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. It's been, it's been great, Rel. I've had a yeah. blast, man. Great talking with you. Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, I will catch you guys on the flip. Thanks for stopping by. Laters. Later.